Hello and welcome to the Around the Natty podcast. I am your host, Andrew, joined here by my co-host, Logan. And we have a great show. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of UC today. Um, how you doing, Logan? You know, to be honest, guys, I came very ill-prepared for today's show. That's right. And Sounds about right. Right. And so I, I was actually, I've been trying to buy a car, um, yeah. actually. So I sat at the, uh, I was at a car dealership for about six hours today. And I still don't have a car, yeah. so that kind of sucks. But uh, Gamble's going to push us through and and lead us in our our <laughs> podcast here, and I'm just going to talk about and if, things. And if you've ever had an argument with Logan, um, like I'm going to a little bit later in the podcast, if you've been following us on Twitter, um, you've been seeing the slanderous uh, shit he's been saying on Twitter. Um, we're going to have that a little bit later. Um, but as our new custom here, uh, we have two. Uh, pretty beers here um, that we're going to crack open right now. So go ahead, Logan. Oh, that sounds nice. That's it? how you know it's game time. Um, so what we're going to start off with, let me take a sip. Go, go, go. Oh, no. I'll say it every, every episode, but like give us a sponsor. Um, we're going to talk a little UC basketball. We had a request um, from Hayden Sharp. I don't have his Twitter handle on, on, uh, on it's hand. Like, it's like way too sharp. Or way too like sharp with a bunch of Ys. Like he's saying, hey, way. yeah, way too sharp. Um, but uh, I know he's listening, so shout out to you. Um, but we're going to talk UC basketball signings. And there's three specific ones I want to talk about, um, three that he requested that we talk about. Are in we doing depth. signings and transfer? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so the three he wants us to talk about um, are Jeremiah Davenport, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Javen Cumberland, yep. who I believe was committed today, right? Yeah, today was when he was Nice. Broke. And then uh, Micah, Micah Adams-Woods. Um, all three play guard. Um, I know uh, Davenport plays a little bit of forward as well. Um, but I think there are three really good signings. Um, so we're going to go ahead and jump on uh, into uh, Jeremiah Davenport, which um, is a hometown boy for us. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Muller High School, won back-to-back state championships there, which is uh, nice to have. Um, I think I think especially for a program like UC, um, recruiting local talent is huge. Um, not as huge as football, obviously, because it's not a huge well, football town. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say I, – I disagree. I, I don't think it's not as huge as football. I think that we – until more recently, most recently – well, okay, the Brian, Ke- Brian Kelly era, we did great, and then we did really shitty, and then now we're doing we're doing well again in recruiting local local talent. So I won't say it's not as important. But I, I'm not talking about the programs here. I'm talking about the high school atmosphere here. Would you agree with me that – High school football is a little bit more prevalent than high school basketball here. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I thought you were saying the opposite. No, I thought you were saying that high school basketball was was more prevalent, and I was like, I I, I don't think that's no, us no, no. I'm like, that's not the culture I'm used to hearing. No, but yeah, um, with Jeremiah Davenport, um, he actually was at a uh, military academy, Hargrave Mil- Military Academy, um, trying to get his recruitment stock up mm-hmm. a little bit. Right. Um, from what I heard, his grades weren't where they needed to be, mm-hmm. um, and with this, it has a you know it has a basketball team where he gets to face some you know decent level of talent. Obviously, not something that you'll see at UC, right? Or you know, a, you know, a legit collegiate basketball school, right? Um, but he'll get some of that. It also has the military aspect, which I think is super unique, and I think it has some really good aspects that work towards team building. Um, you know, team cohesiveness and stuff like that. Um, and he said that as well. Um, but he's actually a huge dude. He's listed at 6'7". 
Yeah, big he's... dude. Um, he can play both guard and a little bit of forward as well, mm-hmm. um, which I think could be really helpful for us. You know, with matchups, creating some favorable matchups for us, and, and, and things like that. What do you think? Yeah, well, so first of all, I, I saw him play in high school a little bit. Yeah, um, I was actually so I covered. I was covering Withrow High School at the time. Yeah, and they actually played Moeller in the playoffs his senior year. And uh, right there, and I forget the kid's name, but there was also a kid there, six ten. He was a five star recruit. Went went on to play. At, he's at Texas right now. Yeah, I forget his name off the top of my head. But anyways, <clears throat> um, Davenport wasn't as big then. I think he's grown a good three inches since high I, school. I also think they fudged his numbers a little bit. I I I think he's a little under six I mean, seven. Yeah, I mean, if, but but even I mean, there was no way that kid was taller than six two, maybe six three at the time. Really? Like I think he really sprouted up. So, um, I mean, but he, but he moves like a guard. He's got great ball handling skills. Um, at least he did it at the high school level. You know, I don't know. We'll see how that translates um, at a uh, at a mid-major um, school, uh, Division One. We'll see what goes on there. But um, I think more than anything, I think with this recruit slash uh, transfer signee, as well as the others, I think you're seeing a, a transition. In the um, culture. In the, well, in, in the scheme as well. I th- I think what you saw at NKU was a lot of small ball, yeah, and a lot of great shooting, yeah. And if you know anything about, and we'll talk about him here in a second, but also, I mean, Cumberland is, I mean, he's, yeah, he's a shooter, yeah, that, he's a scorer, he's man. a shooter that we don't know, he's to, that we don't we don't know what it's like to have a shooter like him at UC, not in recent memory at least. I mean, Sean Kill, other than SK two K, like that, yeah. that's it. And um, I, it's funny because, um, I. I and if Nate Fort Clark is listening to this, um, I, I was like, "What up, Nate?" I was like, "He is our better version of of Makura. That's 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 who. Oh God, that, that's who he is. Don't, dude. Yeah, I mean, what are you doing? I'm not saying he has the no. personality of a thumbtack or you know my 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 left infected Yuck. hair in my butt, but like, because J- that's what JB that's what JB JP Makura has and brings to the table. <laughs> you know, is that he's kind of like that infected hair on your ass when you sit down. <laughs> And it's just like, ah, oh, God, that's really annoying. Let me just pluck that out, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, he's about as ugly as one, too. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so he's not that. But in terms of, I mean, he's going to be a good 3 and D guy. I yeah. mean, he's going to be, he's, he's, he has decent size, can guard the perimeter well, um, shoots three really well. And again, we're not used to having that kind of um, three point presence and, and that, that kind of range. So um, that'll be a nice, welcomed response. But I'm sorry, I'm getting away from Davenport a little bit. Yeah, but. well, you know, Talking about scoring, uh, Davenport is no slump either. I mean, um, as far as his his um, statistics at the Hargrave Academy, I don't really have those. But in high school, um, if it's sixteen point five points a game, seven point four rebounds, two point one steals, so and he shot forty two percent from three. So, so it's almost it's it's a little bit better. I mean, in high school, he shot fifteen points per game. Um, you know, six around six rebounds per game. Um, and then uh, a little under, uh, a little over two assists per game as well. So um, he's definitely seeming like he's rounding out as a player. Mm. Um, obviously, him getting a little bit bigger is helping that out as well. Because um, if they're listening to him at six seven, my God, that's a large human being. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's a really exciting signing for for the Bearcats, and I think he'll be um, a great piece to put in. Yeah, well, um, in a roster that's slowly shaping. And I, and I still think that. I think that part of the reason Jaron Cumberland came back is because I think that we are going to try to feature him as the primary ball handler. And unfinished and, business, right? <laughs> well, I think his unfinished business is that he's trying to build his draft stock. Yep. Um, he wasn't even invited to the... Well, and I, and I think part of that's going to be... I think I think as a result of that, I think he'll be our primary ball handler. Yeah. And so I think it'll really free these guys up to really 
you know, um, one, move off ball and, and be the great shooters that they that they can be. Right. And I think that the ability to spread the floor to that is going to open things up for Jaron a lot more. Because what you saw last year, I mean, either we're seeing uh, people were hedging off screens on Jaron, they were doubling them in the corner, um, or they would just pack the paint and say, okay, if you're going to shoot the lights out, shoot the lights out. But, yeah. you know, we're all on you in. And that we didn't have any shooters who commanded or spread the floor at all. Right. And I think that that's going to be the biggest asset to this Bearcats team. I'm going to be honest with you. Two weeks ago, when, when we didn't know Cumberland was coming back, and I, I, things were looking a little bleak. I was nervous. I was nervous. I was for sure nervous. I was nervous. And we had kids transferring left and right. And yeah. Decommitting. And, um, but, again, I think I, strictly for this next season, yeah. As long as they're able, as long as the kids he's bringing in that are able to produce, yeah, as they have in the past, I think you'll see a lot of that same uh, or a lot more of that ability to one free up Jaron Cumberland to move and distribute, and they'll command a lot more respect from the defense and, and open up the lanes a little bit as well. Here's my question to you: okay. um, Do you see him being utilized as much as he was last year? Because last year they used him quite a bit, and you know that was the big question: is how much you know Jaron's going to play and. You know, I, he averaged thirty percent of the game. You know, I think his I think his utilization will pretty much be really similar. And yeah. I think if it, he might even have the ball more, his hands more often. Yeah. Than he did before because you don't have Kane Barim or Justin Jennifer anymore. Yeah. But I think that he'll be more efficient. Like last year, I mean, there's a lot of inefficient games, and I think you saw. You know, I mean, for Christ's sake, we lost to um, uh, ECU. We lost to ECU. I think it was it was in, in part to the fact that. He was really inefficient, turned the ball over a lot in the first yeah. half. But that's because the defenses can key in on him like that, and, and it's hard to get a rhythm going whenever yeah. you're being keyed in on like that. And um, But now, again, I think things are going to open up for him. So to answer your question directly, I think that his utilization will probably still be just as high, if not higher, yeah. because he'll be handling the ball more. Um, but I think that, with that being said, he'll also find a way to be more efficient, though, with his with his touches. So I agree. And and one thing I think you guys will, will realize as we go through these signees and, and things like that is it's it's looking like they're going with some score-first players, which is something that, you know, we haven't seen at UC. Right. And to me, it's exciting. I know, I know we talked earlier about, you know, how that would work in a small market team like us. Not small market, but like... Like a smaller school. We're, we're not. We're not one of the power six basketball yeah, schools. Right. Yeah. You but know? you know, it looks like they're kind of. Which, by the it way, I just want. Okay, I just want to say to people are going to try to correct me. If you're a true advocate, if you're a true follower of college basketball, they call that it's not the power five; it's the power six because they include the Big East and as a power conference school. Just to let everyone know. So don't anyone yell at me. Clarified. Boom. But uh, Boom, but roasted. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we're seeing a small. Oscar, you're gayer than Andy. I know Andy, you're gayer than Oscar. <laughs> but we're we're shifting to some players that are a little bit more offensive oriented, which is cool, I think. Um, but let's move on to the next signee, um, and probably the one I'm you know most excited about because it's it's kind of a familiar name. Uh, it's Jaron's cousin, uh, I believe it's Javen. I don't want to butcher it, but it's Javen Cumberland, um, also guard, six uh, three. Um, now he's a little unique as well. Um, he was with the Oakland Grizzlies, yep. um, and uh, you know his first three seasons are not anything to brag about. Saw little to no action, um, severely limited playing time. Never saw uh, you know points per game over uh, around nine, um, and obviously that's that's due to just not playing time. And he never even really he never even really started a game. Right. Um, but how, however, we saw last year um, in his last year that 
you know, he can do it. And he has that it factor that Jaron has um, to be, you know, a legit scorer um, in the NCAA. Um, last season, uh, full-time starter, uh, averaged 17.2 points per game, uh, had a high of 31 in a game, which is promising, uh, promising as hell, actually. Um, and this dude reigns threes. I mean, absolutely reigns threes. His percentage last year was 67. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, legit score. Uh, like I said, he's got that it factor, you know. And you know, for me, I, I think for it, for him to be effective, the, the the only thing that he has to do is rebound somewhat well, defend the perimeter well, and if you can hit three three threes a game, I mean that's that's all you can ask for from him. Yeah. Again, just enough to keep the defense honest, um, mm-hmm. make an honest you know uh, attempt off the bench, you know maybe get to the line a couple times. I definitely don't see any reason why he can't be a double digit scorer. Yeah. Um, there's obviously going to be some rapport there. They played together at Wilmington High School. Um, I, 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 you know, again, I think that there's a lot of things that are going right and that are in the right direction. And I think that um, if you look at NKU's offense from last year, I think that the scheme will fit his playing style well in terms of, you know, in and out. Uh, you know, the, th- the three-point shot is really heavily yeah. uh, encouraged. And, um, and so I think that they'll definitely be able to find uh, rotations uh, if not as a starter, then definitely be able to come off the bench and make an impact. Yeah, well, you know, he's not all sunshine and rainbows here. Like, as much as we want to be, I'm going to be Captain Pessimism right here. Um, his defense does leave something to be desired. Um, you know, last year uh, he posted his lowest uh, de- defensive rating, which is just uh, block steals, things like that. Um, and to be honest with you, um, I'm not overly worried about that um, as long as the offense – you know, outshines that a little bit. Um, however, UC's been built on defense. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's something that will improve as he... Well, and I, and I think, you know, what will happen. I think it'll put more onus on uh, Diara. Mm-hmm. I think Diara's going to have to play... What's his first name? Mamadou? Mamadou. I think, I think Mamadou Diara's going to have to play extremely well this year because you're going to... it Just because of the nature of, of the coaching style and... Yeah. The players as well. I mean, you're going to see players get beat off the dribble. You're going to see guys, yeah. you know, um, who can't stay in front. You know, we're not used to seeing uh, defenses that, that uh, don't switch well. And, and you know, Mick Cronin would never commit, like, do you play zone? Do you play man? It's like something, it was something that was in between. Yeah. It's and like I, and I, I, don't, I don't foresee that being the case anymore. And so um, I think you'll see a lot more man-to-man, if not, than at least zone. And you'll see guys get beat a lot. And I think part of that... Um, our big thing with that is Mamadou Diara is going to have to really step up and maybe be that much better of a rim protector. Um, it's going to force him to hopefully puts on some damn weight. The kid got bullied, <laughs> but bullied last year and the year before that. Yeah. So um, and and also, can we start? They don't spell his name right. They don't spell it right on his jersey. They don't spell it right on the on the scorecards. What last name or first name? Last name and and D I A R A. I feel like they get closer and closer spelling diarrhea each time they 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 make a new card. So, okay, are we trying to send the kid a message? All right, I don't think so. I don't think he's that shitty. He's not diarrhea. He's Diara. What it do? He's not. He's not. He's not a Xavier player. He doesn't deserve to say shit on nice. this jersey. That's what I'm talking it's, about. It's fine. It's That's fine. what I'm talking about, boys. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, again, I think it's another score first player. Um, it's definitely something I like to see. I think it's a it's a good sign by us. Um, I think it's gonna be cool to have him and Jaren playing together, which would be fun. Um, but that leads us to our third and final signee that we want to talk about here. Um, that's Micah Adam Woods. 
Um, <clears throat> he's from Syracuse, New York. Um, he's three star recruit, six uh, three, another guard. Um, you know, I you know I didn't really know much uh, going into it, but I did look into his draft profile, things like that. Kind of looked at his stats and things, and what I took from that is, you know, I think he's going to be a good role player out the gate. Um, I don't I don't know if he's going to carry the team. He can't you know can't carry a team on his own. Um, but I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be a great fit for us. I think he's gonna add you know a lot of value for us as well. Um, I looked at his high school stats. Uh, average 19 points per game, uh, four rebounds per game, almost five. Um, he had about two re- uh, two assists per game, so he's definitely a score first player as well. Yeah. Um, but again, I as long as he's a role player, and I I hope his you know his defense is is there as well, and he fits into our scheme and what we're trying to do. Uh, I I can't see why he can't you know be a really good role player. Well, for and, us. I, and I think I mean, the the one of the great things and perhaps underrated is that he's got four years of eligibility too. Mm-hmm. So. That's going to be huge. I think that he can probably fill that role that uh, Kane Broom kind of played last year where he came off the bench. You know, you add another score. Exactly. Uh, someone to kind of relieve. And, and, and he can also you know, handle the ball as well um, and, and kind of take away that pressure from, from Jaron a little bit when needed. Or if Jaron needs a rest, you know, you bring him in. Yeah. And you don't lose as big of a step offensively. Um, and I think that, you know, since he does have four years of eligibility, that also gives him time to go through and – you know, groom groom himself into a better defender, um, into a better playmaker. I agree. And uh, eventually, you know, in in theory and hopefully, he uh, turns into um, you know a starter and eventually you know, the primary ball handler and takes on more of the you know the the Troy Copain, Justin Jennifer role uh, that we're used to seeing. And, and that's what that's what it's always been. It's always been you know we've had someone who's played point and someone come in off the bench. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a long time it was Justin Jennifer, um, and before that it was Troy Copain and. Um, you know, they both end up playing significant minutes in their junior and senior seasons, um, and end up being huge contributors. So I think that we'll see similar things from from them, and uh, hopefully that. I mean, the biggest thing for me is whoever's being the primary ball handler is just managing the the turnover ratio. And the, yeah. assist, the, the assist to turnover ratio is super important. Justin Jennifer who had one of the highest in the in the um, uh, in the nation last year. Yeah. Um, and so. I think again, if we can get anything close to that level of production, especially from someone coming off the bench, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, that's pretty much all I have on it. Um, sorry, Hayden, if this isn't what you wanted us agreeing on everything. Should have called, boy. <laughs> wanted us agreeing on everything, but you know what? We're we're UC fans to the core. Um, I'm really excited for the season. I'm kind of offended by that because you make it seem like I'm not a fan of some other team that we talk about. When you say like, because you make it seem like we only disagree about other things. Because I'm not a fan, but well, I am. I'm, I'm a fan of, after of this, all of the same After teams this as take, you. you're about to sling out, dude. I'm about to headbutt you. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't. No. Have... No. We'll get there. We'll okay. get there. All right. Bite your tongue, right. witch. All right. Um. But yeah, I'm excited for the season. I'm excited to see how the roster shapes out. Yeah. Um. I think it's gonna be exciting. I think it's gonna be new. Definitely Cincinnati. Has a lot of. This could oh. be the start <laughs> of something new. Yeah, you know, they, high Ear school, school, they won, they won. No. No. But okay. but yeah, uh, I think it's an exciting year in Cincinnati. With I all am these excited new, with all these new coaching changes. I am very excited. So that's what we're gonna say on that. Um, that kind of I'm gonna kind of give us a soft transfer to baseball here. Right, just a um, we're soft gonna one. we're gonna stick around flaccid, with flaccid transition with UC baseball. <laughs> Um, UC baseball, if you haven't heard or if you haven't looked on Twitter, you've been under a rock. Um, they went to the NCAA, uh, NCAA tournament in the first time in 45 years. Um, with the new coach, his second year, um, 
he uh, took him. started like one and nine too. Yeah, and he took him to the tourney um, in his second season, and uh, I was excited. Um, you know, I had a couple buddies from high school play UC baseball, and I I was excited to see that. And really, who? Uh, Jake Richmond. Oh, I wouldn't call him a buddy. I'd call him an acquaintance. But <laughs> like, I know who he is. I know, I know that man. Yeah. Well. Um, but yeah, they went into the first round and right off the bat, uh, beat the reigning national championships in Oklahoma State. They beat them um, seven to six um, on some late runs in the eighth and ninth, which was really exciting. I actually watched the game, so I was. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say did you say the Xavier Musketeers beat them? Defending? Oh, oh no, you said UC. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I would, yeah, not Xavier. I would never say that. Um, which there was an interesting th- thing that happened in the middle of the game, and I I wanted to get your take on this, and I wanted to kind of see how you felt. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna set the scene here. Mm-hmm. Bases are loaded, yep. right? The after today, the draft happened. Um, the number no, one I'm draft pick, pick yep. was up the plate. Yep. Um, they intentionally walked him with the bases loaded. Yep. Um, what's your take on that? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, game respects game. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that that's just what it was. Um, I mean, you used to see it quite a few times whenever, you know, Barry Bonds was roided out of his mind. It and, happened one time with Barry Bonds. And, you know, I mean, here's my thing. I, I don't think you ever just give up runs. Yeah. But, you know, you're also, you understand, you're, you're, your offense has been hot. You have confidence in your player's ability to, to, to score score runs and get, yeah. get runners across the plate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that was, and I mean, I think it's always a 50-50 call. You're going to go lose that game. People, you know, are going to ridicule you. You're going to get murdered by the media. But uh, they won, and so it paid off. And yeah. uh, so Well, it didn't I, pay off in the time. Um, that inning, they actually took the lead right. by one run. So, I mean, you know. Whatever it paid off in the long run, I right. guess. But in the in the moment, it didn't seem like such a smart decision. Right. But uh, you know what? They they beat the reigning national champions. That's that's a pretty cool thing to hang your hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they wish they would have gone farther. They lost the next two after that. Right. Um, being kicked out by Michigan. Can you believe that? I you know I <sighs> I really can. Yeah, um, I mean yeah, whatever. It did suck though. It you know it was weird because usually I. Usually Michigan is is you know opposing Ohio State, so even though I'm, yeah. even though I'm not a Michigan fan, I find myself rooting for Michigan quite often. About um, once a year when they lose. At least once a year, and when uh, they lose. You know what though? Also, you know, I, side note, and I hate to go back to basketball, but John Howard, man, I really like that signing for Michigan. I'm really excited to see him. This and, isn't a Michigan podcast, we're and, and I'm really excited to Over. see what he does Over. there. Okay, John Howard's a good guy. He right. deserves some airtime. Right, right on. Okay. John Howard, he former Miami Heat. All right. Woo! <laughs> but uh, I think overall they could count the the season as a success. Obviously, it's not what they wanted. I mean, overall. I think I think when you start one and nine and you end up, you know, yeah. eventually going on to beat the national the form the last year's national champions. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I don't know, that especially you can in a coach's second season. Yeah, that's huge. I think it's I think it's indicative of things to come from this program. Uh, I'm really excited. Um, and that's where we're going to go on that. Um, I don't really have much more on that. I just wanted to bring it up, give them the props, uh, because I love that. I love it. It's good stuff. But we're going to move on to Reds. We're not getting to the argument yet. Okay. We're not getting to the argument yet. All right. The draft was tonight. Yeah, it was. Did you see who we drafted? Yeah, the kid out of uh, TCU. Yeah. The pitcher. Stud. Stud. Mm-hmm. I saw comparisons to Chris Sales. Oh, or Chris Sale. God. What do you mean, oh, God? We, he hasn't even pitched a game in the minor leagues yet. 
Okay. Can we wait? Can we just have comparisons? Sure. Give me the comparison. In, in pitch styles? I don't have anything other than that. Oh, I just okay. saw comparisons. Um, he was drafted out of high school. Right. First overall. College. First overall. Yeah. Or not first overall. First round. Yeah. Uh, went back to college. Um, and he's only gotten better. He's only gotten bigger. Um, the analysts say, you know, he's looking like a stud. I'm excited. First draft or first pitcher off the board. Um, obviously, we're still banking it off of off of last year's Reds, so we got that nice premium pick. Right. So I'll take it um, to add to our legit pitching staff that we got going here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited about that. What are your thoughts, Ani? Well, I mean, I I don't know. Admittedly, I don't find myself watching TCU baseball very often. Yeah. Um, and I so I really don't know much about the kid itself. Um, but here's my thing: the first eight picks of the draft. I mean, you can't miss on the exactly. Like you have to hit those. You have yeah. you absolutely have to. So if if they took this kid the number seven pick, then he is he should be a contributor in our. In our major league system, the next five years. Yeah, and and with his age though, probably sooner in theory. Right. You know, it's it's not a kid out of high school like Hunter Green. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter Green probably is a good. Well, if if he ever can get healthy, is probably a good. You know, four to five years away. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I here's the thing though. I, I think that you know, so I give the kid probably three years. Yeah. You know, and um, so you, you, what are you working with? Well, you've got. Luis Castillo, and I, I think that you can agree that he's probably going to be in the starting rotation for the foreseeable future, barring injury or some kind of catastrophic meltdown. Yeah. Um, like it or love it. Sorry, love it or hate it, rather. Tyler Malley will probably still be there. Again, I don't think that's a bad young piece. I'm going to be honest with you. As far as the Reds go right now, mm-hmm. I'd rather see Disco down than I mean, Malley. I mean, yeah. If yeah. Alex Wood ever plays for the Reds, ever, yeah. well... I would love to see Disco go down because right. Disco is throwing the home run derby right. every day. Yeah, it's not good. It's um, not good. Well, and you know, and you know, at least for the next three years, you have Sonny. Yeah. So again, love it or hate it, three years he's gonna be there. I like Sonny. Um, again, I don't, I don't hate it. I think he's, I think he's a fine four or five guy. Yeah, you know, that's fine. I agree, and um, that's where he's at right now. Um, but so, anyways, in theory, this kid should be able to come up. Uh, again, we don't know if he's gonna be a starter or a reliever. Um, if he's drafted that high, he should be a starter. Yeah. Um. And uh, so let's see how he goes. I mean, you know, hopefully he ends up being a solid, you know, between two and four guy somewhere yeah. in that eight range. And yeah. um, if he if it's if he's an ace, that's awesome. I don't I don't think it's ever responsible to try to project a kid that just because so much can happen too. I mean, you saw with Hunter Green. I mean, especially with baseball, man. Especially well, with pitchers. Especially with the way the kids are, are throwing fragile. nowadays, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and he went to college. He's got a lot of wear and tear on that arm. Um, yeah. And, and the the velocity that kids are throwing at now, and the and the, and the pitch counts the that they're getting to. I mean, it's there's a lot, you know, and it's. Um, I'm it, excited. But kids are bigger, stronger, faster than ever. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. And, and he's a lefty, which is great. Adds some dimension to to the to the uh, the starting rotation. Um, yeah. Again, I, I think there's always a certain level of risk with draft picks, but uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, what and, else are you supposed to do? Right. I mean, if, if, if my thing is I will never be upset for someone going and getting their guy, you know? Um, you know, like I, I know, for example, like in, in football, a lot of people hate on, they're hated on the Bengals for drafting the, what's the tight end's name? Sample. Yeah. Drew Sample uh, in the third round. But, he's polished. You know, what he's, he's their, he's their guy. You know I mean? He went, they went and got their guy. I mean, people crucified the chiefs for trading up to get, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, worked out pretty all right for them. You know? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, 
But, but but I'm saying like no one, everyone slept on him. Five quarterbacks went ahead of him. You know, like um, I I don't think that uh, like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with going and getting your guy. That was yeah. their guy. Um, we haven't had great success in terms of uh, you know pitching prospects coming through our system. Ain't that the truth? Uh, but you know, hopefully, our trade game's on point though, isn't it? We've done we've done well we've done yeah, well our yeah. trade game is on points so. and you know what and I think that we've we've brought some some pretty decent bats up as well I mean well, Taylor, Taylor Trammell's doing well I'm excited uh, Van Meter Senzel's was Senzel's been killing it yeah I mean Van Van Meter was doing well mm. down down low uh, I mean has, has he though I mean he's not ready let's be real let's be real Van uh, Meter's was, not ready he, I mean he was he was he was winning player of the week almost every week I know I, he's in that weird stage right now yeah he's he's like where he's, he's not like, ready he's for like the majors but way. he's better than he's a jumbo yeah. Diaz kind of yeah. guy you know it's like yeah it's, it's like it's, you're too good for triple A but not quite good enough. it's like yeah. that high school player who's like too good for JV well, but not good enough also, for varsity you know here, but here's the thing though too like you you also have to understand like he's not He's he's not Nick Senzel where he was yeah. that high of a draft pick and he's not been given every day at bats. You yeah. know, it's hard it's hard enough to to come up and, and, and play well at the major league level, let alone doing it with limited at bats, you know. I mean that's tough. You know, yeah. I don't I don't I don't I think he's doing fine. He's batting like what, one ninety four? Well it's not it's not hateful. I no, I I'm not saying he's horrible. I'm just saying he's yeah. not ready. He's oh, not I, ready no, to I be agree. in the major leagues. I agree. I, I still don't understand why Philip Irvin's not up here. That that that, that confuses <laughs> the hell out of me. He just got player of the month. Yeah, with the I, bats. I I don't understand. It's it. so confusing. I can't I can't begin to to fat. Why? I don't is... know if they don't just don't like him. I don't know if he's got like a I don't know if it's a locker room <laughs> thing. Maybe he smells. Maybe he smells weird. I don't know. Maybe he has why herpes. Is Zach... <laughs> why does Zach do? You heard it here first. Spot? You no. heard it here first. No. Philip Irvin has herpes. No. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> why? 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 <laughs> why doesn't Zach? Why does Zach Duke have a roster? Or Wandy Peralta? Or Wandy Peralta? Well, Cody Reed's hurt right now. Give me Cody Reed, baby. Give Cody, me him. Cody Reed's hurt right now, but well, he'll be back. Um, that also leads me to another thing, Reds wise. Before we get into this, um, Lucas Sims, did you see that start? Yeah, I was about to say that kid. He balled out. He played well. Uh, shoot, the, I'd rather see him pitch energy, over disco. The energy he had on the mound, dude, was wicked. Yeah, he was he, balling out. He was. He just went in there and he was like, "I am going." And first of all, I mean, they they attributed to the 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 pitch timer in the minor leagues, but the kid was like, he was getting up, he was getting set, taking his re- yeah. pitch, pitch, well, pitch, pitch. That's what you have to do, I think. If you're nervous, you gotta get in a rhythm, you know. You got to get in a rhythm. Well, and I think that I think he has what Desclafani is lacking right now, and that's confidence, man. Yeah. He, I, I truly believe in his mind. He thought every time he threw the ball, his stuff was better than the person that was batting, and he was gonna strike. He was gonna strike or get them out every single time. Yeah, and, and he it, did pretty much. I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you have? One hit into the eighth. Yeah, and then and, you know you give it that that. Uh, I know. Those. I'm so mad at David Bell. The one time I I want you to be metrified. Yeah. Like just pull the boy out so he can leave with a quality start. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I um, I, I we could have used him this homestand. Good guy. Well, actually, I mean, they we sent his ass down. We we, we, we I, I still I'm, I still can't believe we didn't win the series against the Nationals. Yeah. How yeah. do you how how why I don't know why why tell me bad pitching tell me why I don't know bad pitching man they, they couldn't they sorry they couldn't hit against Max Scherzer and, and I get it Max Scherzer let's, let's is a be dog. real. He's a dog. Okay, I get it. He's he's really good. One of the probably in my opinion one of the two best pitchers in the major leagues right he's now. He's number 1. 
I didn't say he's not number one. I said he's one of the two best. Who's, I don't, the, who's the other? Clayton Kershaw is still just dangerous. That's someone you still His fear. His ERA is at like four. I I don't care. That's a person that. Come on, dudes. When people when people make bets to each other, if they can get if they can get hits off, like that's still a guy that people fear. I'm just saying. I I don't know if he's even top five right uh, now. Justin Verlander is also up Verlander is very good. Yeah. I think Syndergaard's really good. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I'd say for me my top top three. If if you could if you said to me, okay, Logan. You have you have to win a, a World Series this year. Pick one of three pitchers. I'd either pick Verlander, Scherzer, or um, uh, what's his name? Help me. The one I just said. The Dodgers. Who was it? Do- Kershaw. Yeah, Kershaw. Thank you. So he's not even that good. You can't remember. I him. I really just it blanked. So also, hard. I I just want to point out that uh, a World Series is not one game. That's not how that works. I said if I had I said this no, season, you're, you're wrong, dude. I had what are you talking? You're about? wrong, dude. You don't know nothing. Uh, that's one of the people I would. What, I'm what just you mean? messing with you, dog. I don't understand. I'm just messing. I don't with understand. You. He's full of nonsense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But but, uh, but yeah, no. But that's but and, and you know what? And you know what? To, to that point, that and that's why we won't make the playoffs. You can say what you want about the pitching, the batting doesn't. That's why we won't make the playoffs because you have to win those series. You have to win those series. Now let me let me stop you right there, because. The National League Central is the closest division in baseball right now. Yeah, and guess who's in the basement? Dude, we're five games back. Five and a half games back. It doesn't matter. We are not anywhere near out of this thing. I, I, that's fine. We're six and a half games back, actually. But, that's fine. But if you're going to make a push, it's got to be, first of all, it's got to start now. I agree. You need but, to start a month ago. But you're, dude, you are completely. You can't you lose are, two of three to the Nationals. You're completely missing the fact that they won the series against the Cubs twice. That's the only series the Cubs, dude, they're playing good teams. They're they're winning more series than they're they losing should, at this sh- point. They should have, no, they're splitting. They're splitting or losing. No, I disagree. Uh, what do you mean you disagree? Okay, disagree. the month of May. The, pe- the month of May, okay. So you split the series with the Mets. You split the series with the Giants. You win the series against the A's. You split the series with the Giants. Win against the Cubs. Lose the Dodgers. Split with Brewers. That was a two-game series. Let's relax. But still, that that, that you should have won both those games. Those okay. are both games I should have okay. won. I'm just saying they they are in the I driver's seat in both I those understand. games. Should have won. Won the games against the Cubs. So you've beaten the Cubs and the A's all of May. And everyone else either split or lost to. That's it. I'm just saying, man. They're trending upwards. I wouldn't be surprised. Listen, I think they're interesting. I enjoy, I'm enjoy. i still enjoying I'm not, watching I'm, Red I'm Baseball. I'm not looking for you to say they're interesting. I'm not looking for that. What do you want me to say? I'm saying I think they can do this. And I, I don't believe... Well, don't ask me to say that because that would be me lying. Exactly. I don't, I don't believe you think that. And you know what? That's fine. They've done nothing to prove... They've done nothing to show me that they can. They're a last-base right. team. I don't... All right. All right, man. Well, you know what? Don't be there when we're at the top. I said... I, I mean, I'm hoping... No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Don't, don't be there when we're at the top, dog. All okay. Right? All, right. all right. When we're at the top... What? what? Dr- drinking champagne in, in the clubhouse. I'll buy, don't, you, don't I'll buy you a case of beer if they end up making the playoffs. All right. You, what are you going to do for me if, if they don't? I'm not gonna do anything because you know you no, know no, no, they're no. not. No, 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 I'll buy you a case. Of beer. Want, I'll you buy you a case. No, no, I'll buy you a case of beer. You heard it here. He owes me a case I'll, of beer. I also bought his beer today, so he let's, did. Let's this 24 ounce beer, which I haven't drank yet. 20 miles. But but yeah, you know what? I firmly believe they're trending upwards, and if you don't see see that, you're crazy. I think their bats are waking up finally. Everybody across the board. Um, yeah, I think that they are waking up. 
Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, again, I've seen good things. I've seen vast improvement. But in terms of, it's just not. Uh, it's just. It's just not where. I don't know. It's just not where we need to be yet. It, it, it's not. It, we're not. We're not quite there yet. You know. Again, yeah. I think we're making improvement. But I don't expect a last place team to go to first place. I don't expect oh, that. God. Enough. I. Oh. I'm saying last year's last place team. Oh. Okay. Like from last year to this year. Like I. I, I don't expect to go from the basement to, to the top. I don't, I'm that's, telling you. I don't know that's reasonable. We have a chance here. And I don't know if you're fully realizing the chance. And you know what? I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. I don't like your attitude. You suck. Okay. Okay. Um, even if it's a wild card, I'll cream. Okay. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Um, but on that, we are down to the moment of the hour. The moment that you have all been waiting for, the Votto Dietrich debate. Everyone, if you had a chance to look onto Twitter um, and see what Logan was spewing hot garbage out of his mouth. Oh, stop. Hot, steaming garbage out of his mouth. He said that Dietrich should take over every day for Joey Votto. Is that correct? Yep. Why? Uh, because if you look at right now, today, and what I'll say is, I don't, I don't really care who it is. You all, I, if when a player is as hot as Dietrich was at the time, especially where literally his his last seven hits had all been home runs, six, six hits had all been home runs. You play the hot hand, and two, Joey Votto was one hurt, and not play, and, and two, he's not been playing well. Now, he has been now, the, now, the funny thing is, is literally the day after I said that, yeah. he came out and I think he had a four-hit game. Dude, Joey Votto is hilarious. I'm going to be honest. Joey Votto trending up. And for anybody who watches Joey Votto or listens to Joey Votto talk about his hitting process, mm-hmm. is we all know Joey Votto starts slow. Um, this season, I'll, I'll admit, um, he started slower than most times. And he started, uh, he stayed slow for a little bit longer than he normally has. Mm-hmm. Um, however... His approach is he finds his swing, whatever that means. He finds a swing that's comfortable, that he can get, and then he replicates that swing for the rest of the season. And to be honest with you, I think he's found it. Because the last 10 games, he's raised his batting average by 40 points. Um, I mean, he's slashing the ball uh, all over the field. Obviously, he's not crushing it. His slugging percentage is down. Um, And your big thing is the, the game's centered around home runs. I don't agree, but I'm not, and I don't I'll concede he's hitting less home runs. Let me finish here real quick. Um, but I think he's found that swing, and I wouldn't be surprised. It's ugly. I, no, no, I don't care if it's ugly. If it it's if it ugly. if it hits green grass, I don't care. Um, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Joey Votto hitting near 300 or over 300 at the at the end of the season. For me, it's all about run production. Okay, whether that's in the form of home runs, doesn't matter. If you're getting across the plate or you're getting others across the plate. That's what I'm about, okay? So let's look at the stats. These are all facts I'm giving you, okay? And this is why I'm right, because this is these are facts. Right. So, Derek Dietrich has 24 runs. Joey Votto does have 30. That's six more runs uh, that he's crossed the plate, right? However, Derek Dietrich also has 37 RBIs, whereas Joey Votto only has 11, okay? So he's getting more runs across the plate with less at-bats, less appearances, yeah. okay? So I'll also address... Nate Four Clark on Twitter, who came at me because he then said something to the effect of, "Well, what about you know? There's other guys, and I think it might have been Hayden too, was coming at me. So let's look at it, okay? 
Joey Votto, because he says about Jesse Winker. Joey Votto, again, 30 runs. Winker, 29. Joey has one more run. So right now, he has, his run differential is, is plus one for Joey Votto. However, if you look at RBIs, Jesse Winker has 18. Joey Votto has 11. That makes the run differential positive in the favor of Winker by seven. So therefore, he's a more productive player. Okay? So then let's take a look at uh, Yasiel Puig, which I think is where you have the best argument against me. Okay, so let's look at Yasiel Puig. Okay? Yasiel Puig, he has 22 runs. Joey Votto has 30. It's a plus eight for Joey Votto. Then you look at RBIs. Okay? Yasiel Puig has 32. He has 11. Okay? That's, again, that the, the, the run differential is in favor of Yasiel Puig. The production is not there for Joey Votto. Now, the last two games, again, I agree. I think he's trending upwards. I think he's been doing what he ha- what we needed him to do all season long, which is just get on base. And that's really all I need Joey Votto to do, which his on-base er- percentage er- isn't bad. Earlier this week, you said home runs win games. I agree. So you just need him to get on base? What are you talking about? That makes no you're just counter your argument. You just need him to get on base, but you also need him to crack home runs. No, every time this year we this year we needed him to get on base to get him across to get him across the plate. But he's not driven in any runs. He's not beginning so my, my thing is my thing is then again, it goes down to he's not batting he wasn't hitting well. His on base percentage was not terrible, but certainly not good not not Joey Bonner numbers and not nearly as good as uh, Derek Dietrich, who I said should get more First base appearances. I, than the, I agree. He, I sh, not first base appearance. I agree. He should get more playing time. But you're telling me Peraza's hitting better than Joey Votto? I, I wouldn't have Peraza. I'd have Peraza on the bench too. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying what? What's wrong with what they're doing right now? What's wrong with what they're doing? Where they're when everybody needs a break, they're giving Dietrich those times. Dietrich is is playing well in these in these pinch hit roles. And like you said in an earlier podcast that we had is you don't think he can do it when he gets consistent at-bats. And we've seen the lack of production when he gets consistent at-bats. Yeah, but my th- and that's fine, though. But and I think any reasonable person can change their mind based on new information. But right now, with the information we have, the most productive player is Derek D. Not as of today, because he's been playing well the last couple of games. But as of <laughs> be- before this, before the National Series, yes, absolutely. He tore the Cubs up! In no, both stop. series, he tore the Cubs up. He played. He played all right against the Cubs. He raised his average by thirty percent. Well. He's not again thirty points. Again, I got I got rips because I said that if Derek Dietrich, if my options are either Derek Dietrich sitting on the bench or him playing first base over Joey Votto, right now today I picked Derek Dietrich. Dude, come on, like, like. We know what Joey Votto can do. And first off, I also want to address, you said he declined last year. I looked up his stats compared to the MLB average. You're out of your mind, okay? You're out of your mind. I didn't say he wasn't good last year. I said he declined, which is true. That's accurate. His, he did his, decline. His stats from, were significantly, he de- significantly different. Bro, he declined significantly from worse. second place in the MLB MVP voting. Anybody would decline off of that. 12 home runs. Dude, I don't care A about career low. Rates. I don't care. 12 home runs. I don't care. I don't care. Dude, literally la- last year there. his his on-base per- or his on-base percentage was uh 0.417, right? MLB average 3.24. His slugging percentage was slightly lower than average cuz it's a home run game now. Whatever. 4.19, 4.26 with the MLB average. His OPS 8.37. You know what the you know what the MLB average was last year? Give it to me. Guess. 750. 
Dude, he was crushing in every stat. He was slapping the ball all over the yard. Don't start this stuff with me, dog. I'm telling, I'm telling Dude, you. Last year he he's was declining. He's still he's he still w- one of the best players in the league. I don't know what you're talking about. Th- this year he's not been one of the best players in the league. Nobody on the Red Staff has, other than other than yeah, but there are Luis players who've been better than him. Slightly. So what do you mean slightly? We just slightly, went over we just went over slightly, significantly dude. different run production. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even argue that Derek Dietrich is miles ahead of Joey Votto. Just because today, he's just today, because he's smacking the long ball, I, I No, because he's producing runs. Listen. Today today Eric Dietrich is the better player. Now if tomorrow if tomorrow Joey Votto starts fucking lighting it up, I'm all about putting him in over Derek. I have no problem with that. I have no I problem don't with either. that. My thing is I I don't I don't let names and, and, and I egos don't dictate to me I don't who we're either. Gonna play. I don't either. But if you've watched Joey Votto play, you've known he has had his uh, historically low slow starts. If you watched, have you ever even watched a Reds game? Two, <laughs> two. You know what he's capable of. Uh, capable of once he gets going. And three, I, I just, I just. But why do we? Why? Why should we sit by the wayside and take away playing time from other players who being more productive right now today? I'm just, just telling you, I don't think Joey Votto is the plug player when, you take out. When you're the last, when you're the last place team, you don't have time to let your let your aging former star figure it out. You don't have that luxury. If we were in the first place team and we were ten games ahead, I would say fine, fine. That's different. But the reality is, you aren't getting run production on a consistent basis from anyone. So when you are, you better take advantage of it. Yeah. And right now, we have to ride the hot hand, ride the hot bat. That's all I'm saying. I'm just. My question to you is, why Joey Votto out of everybody on that on that lineup? I'm telling you right now, Joey Votto is not the worst batter in that lineup. And I think that's who, who you- else you take out. Peraza, I think, sits. Um, to be I'm, honest, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with him. But I'm, okay, let's. When Scooter comes back, who do you take out? Who do I take? I'm not taking Votto out. I'm asking, who do you take out? I'm not asking who you don't take. I'm asking who you do take out. Who you take out? I'm telling you, I think I think Winker's the weak the weak link. As far as that goes, I I I just to be honest, I don't see Dietrich as an everyday player. I just don't see it. I, I like what the the Reds are doing. I, again, with him. I, and, I, and, I, and I'll say to you, I, I like I certainly don't. I like and, and I want to, I want to hold this. I want you to hold this or hold you to this though, because when the season's over and he's a free agent and he wants more money, and you want to sign him, I agree with you. He's not an everyday player, but right now he should be because he's the hot bat. I like I said, I I don't think more at bats include increase that. I just don't. He he's doing he's he has better stats with limited amount of I, bats. I'm telling you right now. I I'm saying I don't think I don't think increased at bats equal. I'm not, even ta- I'm not even talking about batting. I'm not even talking about batting average. I'm just talking about sheer run production. He's, I know, and I I'm telling you right now. I think he's better. I think he's better off the bench. I don't uh, know, man. I'm just that's what I'm saying. That's May, and maybe and maybe you're right, but I I, I think that. Again, I think that you, you let him play. You let him play a lot. Let him play until he's not hot anymore. Well, we'll see. And you know what? That's where we're going to leave that. Um, yep. I still don't feel like we got anywhere. <laughs> I I still disagree. I gave... Listen, folks. I just want, I, I've presented you the facts. My argument is based You're on my production. You're not going to get anybody to agree with you. Yeah, because it's an unpopular opinion. Because it's, because it's, it's a fan not. favorite. It's Joey Votto. It's the franchise. I get it. I get it. We're paying him a lot of money. That money's spent. It's gone. Don't give me the argument. That's horse crap. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If 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 you're worried about winning, play the best, most productive players at that time. That's what you should do. If that's, if if your goal is to win, 
That's what you should do. And it shouldn't matter. You Your star shouldn't be exempt from criticism. Then right now, sit Peraza until he's... I, if I'm he, if totally he's, fine with that. If, he, if he's still hot by the time Scooter's back, fine. I have no... Fine. I have no, no argument there. Whatever. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, we're going to actually... Uh, we're gonna actually be cutting this one a little bit short today. Um, I, I do... have to go take care of brother responsibilities, unfortunately. Yeah, I I do apologize. I'd love to sit here and bicker like an old couple with Logan. Um, however, he's got some things that he's got. Don't take worry, care the of. loving afterwards worth all the bickering. <laughs> That's right. Um, but again, oh, yeah. I plead to you: please like and subscribe, um, share it, please um, get the word out there as much as possible. Um, Logan left me his beer. He took probably two sips, so I'll take a sip of this. Yep. Go! Woo! I'm not going to chug it. Oh, I'm a, a grown man. However, <laughs> I would like to give a shout-out to Sage Meyer. The logo you're seeing on the background was made by him, yep. uh, given to us for free. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, we also have some some new things coming. Uh, we're hopefully, hopefully having to have a custom intro song um, soon, yeah. very, very soon. Hopefully. Um, we're going to have some different background uh, choices and things like that as well. Yep. Um, but we really appreciate the people who are supporting us, um, watching our videos every time they come out. That means a lot. Um, if you haven't yet, follow me. Um, I'm Gurley Humman, G-I-R-L-I-E-H-U-M-M-I-N on Twitter. We still don't know what that means. Uh, you'll never will. Um, and Logan? Uh, yeah, so uh, anyways, my Twitter's Chow underscore Logan. Follow me on there. We really appreciate you guys listening, like you said. Um, we'd love to, you know, I'm really enjoying the interaction that we're having so far online with you guys. Yeah, it's been a lot of um, fun. Yeah, we are not sexual predators, so you can continue to talk to us online. It's a lot of fun. What, dude? Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, so it's like it's like when a, when a cop wears a, I'm totally not a cop shirt. You know? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no. So anyways, um, yeah, so anyways, keep following us, keep interacting with us. We'd love Please to hear from share you. it out. Yeah. Get it out to yeah. your friends. Get we it really out there. Uh, you know, we, I think being on Spotify is, is nice because you can download and you don't have to have you Wi-Fi. Don't have to have it. You also don't have to have it open. Right. So you can turn it on, yeah, close lock your, your screen, phone. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Really nice. You can play through your car, all that good stuff. Very convenient. But anyways, guys, this has been the show, and uh, we hope to see you guys next time, and we'll also see you around the natty. Yeah.